Good morning. This is Michael Stoller, host of the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Cats Roundtable. This morning I have uh, Eli Weiss, who is a principal at Joy Construction, a man who's worked for the city of New York, a man who's Brooklyn born and bred, but, and who also is a leading expert in what we call affordable housing. This uh, topic of affordable housing has not really been addressed, and people really aren't familiar with it and how you get it. So I'm very happy that Eli will be here. Tell me what is affordable housing, because the week before you were on the show, Steve Kliegman was talking about these luxury apartments and other things, and we never heard the word affordable. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. So affordable housing is based on the premise that a household should not be spending more than 30% of their income on rent. And essentially, when you look at cities like New York, unfortunately, so many households are spending close to 50%, if not more, on rent. And so what affordable housing as a premise is, is working with government through various programs that were designed to help um, people be able to afford their rent, financially engineered developments so that families are not going to spend more than 30% on rent so that their quality of life can be improved by not having to make the sacrifices that people who are paying 50% of their income in rent are doing on a monthly basis. So what are the incentives that a developer gets for building affordable housing? So there's a myriad of um, incentives. They start at the federal level with tax-exempt bonds and low-income housing tax credits that were created in 1986 and have spurred the development of hundreds of thousands of affordable units since that time. Uh, there are also local capital subsidy programs available from the city and state, as well as tax abatements that are available. Essentially, building and developing affordable housing in New York or in any locality in the United States is really cobbling together several layers of financing so that you can financially engineer a building that costs the same as your standard market rate rental building, but is able to provide the renters with rents that are affordable, commensurate with their incomes. Question, where are the, the majority of new affordable apartments being built, and uh, where do you see the future? Is it mostly the Bronx? So there's been a large concentration of units built in the Bronx, in Upper Manhattan, in Brooklyn. Um, naturally, Staten Island is more residential, so it has seen less. Queens has had a tremendous um, production of affordable housing in Jamaica. I think it really has to do with where there's the availability of land at the right price. And I think there are sort of two segments of the market. There are the buildings that are 100% affordable, and you'll typically find those in neighborhoods where land is at a uh, more attractive cost basis for developers. But then you also, until recently, had what was known as the 421A, or in its latest iteration, Affordable New York, where a market rate building would have an affordable component to qualify for a tax abatement. So you could have affordable housing units being built in what are considered the most affluent neighborhoods in New York, but as a component of a market rate building. Right. That, that is tied into what we call AMI. So would you explain what AMI is and sure. what percentage? A AMI is a, an acronym for the area median income. So the area median income for a metropolitan uh, statistical area, as HUD would define it, is defined by the federal government through its housing agency, HUD, uh, Housing and Urban Development. And basically, they take a survey, which essentially most of the information comes through the census, and sort of comes out with what's considered the area median income for that locale locality. And typically, 
Um, it's a wider sort of range um, so that basically one income can cover a large geographical area. So in New York, right now, the area median income for a family of four is roughly $110,000, which means that if that family were to be in an affordable apartment, they would not be spending more than roughly $33,000 a year in rent. Okay, but what is the, the, the point on the uh, up to 175% of AMI? So essentially when policymakers are looking to create affordable housing, they're trying to make sure that every segment of the population that needs affordable housing is targeted. So for example, I just financed a project in Inwood where the range of the apartments range from 27% of the area median income, meaning families earning roughly $30,000 a year, to 90% of the area median income, which are families earning about $100,000 a year. And so by creating different tranches of affordability, we're able to target a wider audience and thus create a mixed income community. What about the lottery? Explain the lottery program. Sure. So all of the new affordable units that created in New York are um, accessed by our lottery. There's an online website called NYC Housing Connect, and applicants can go on, look at all the buildings that are uh, currently marketing for open units, and they'll be explained exactly what income levels um, are required in order to qualify for that building. You submit an application. That application goes into a lottery pool, and then when the marketing period ends, um, the developer, in conjunction with uh, the city of New York's housing agencies, conduct a lottery so that there's no preferential treatment in terms of who gets selected for these apartments. It's totally random. Once your name gets selected in the lottery, you're contacted by the management company who will call you in for an interview and tell you which documents you need to bring, and then they'll pre-qualify you. And then once you're pre-qualified, your application then gets sent to the city of New York for your final approval. And once you're approved, you can then um, get a lease and move into your brand new apartment. Now, I think I read some statistics. You, the chance of winning the lottery is one in five hundred ninety-two. Uh, I don't know that you know that uh, it's that exact math, but I don't think that it's probably wrong. If, if there's a margin of error there, it's probably very slight. Um, I will tell you that I've built buildings that are roughly a hundred units and have gotten forty thousand applications. So. That math could very well be right. Now, remember, under the current system, tenants are allowed to apply to many buildings at a time. So even though you're getting 40,000 applications for 100 units, there may be a, an applicant in there who's applied to eight or 10 buildings. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if one out of 592 is the accurate number. Right. The, the article that I read, I think, came out from the city, was they suggested that as opposed to blanketing the lottery, if you have certain buildings you want, just just go for that. Well, I think that's true, and I think that also helps the development community because I think, remember, each pro each application needs to be processed, which means if somebody really had no interest in living in that building, it's sort of a waste for the developer and the government to go through that application, pre-qualify them for that person who really never really wanted to live there. So I think that if everybody just really applied to the few buildings that they really wanted to live in, it would actually streamline the timeline for the lottery process. And I think it would be more efficient for the developers, for the city government, and ultimately for the tenants themselves. Now, you, you were saying before, I believe that 
you can win the lottery to be in one of these very luxury buildings. They may be renting the other apartments for $9,800 a foot. It's truly winning a lottery. Absolutely. Are, are, you, are you protected to be in that building for the future? What are, what are the rules and regulations with regard to that? Sure. So all of the um, affordable units are governed by rent stabilization laws in New York. And so essentially, um, but for your standard rent stabilized um, increases, you are protected to be in that building for the rest of your life as long as you pay the rent and comply with you know, your lease. Um, even if years later you were to make more income, that does not mean that you're no longer qualified to stay in that apartment. You are. You're protected for as long as you are a tenant in good standing. That's interesting because in Long Island, you aren't protected. Correct. And I think that's just the nature of the way New York City looks at housing policy versus other um, locations or municipalities. I think in New York, what we like to see is a stable home will lead to people making more money. I think that is the policy. That is the end story of what someone who's you know spent 20 years in the private and public sector in affordable housing. I love that story. I love when I hear that five years later, somebody is doing much better from an income point of view. And I think that's the reason that apartment was created, not that it's unfair. What about what's happening up in Inwood, the rezoning and everything? Sure. So it was a very contentious rezoning up in Inwood. There was litigation involved, but ultimately the rezoning passed. And you're seeing several you know, prolific developments from Taconic and L&M. Um, my, my partners and I, Joy Construction and Mad Equities, we just closed on a 611-unit um, mixed-income community on 207th and 9th Avenue that will have a waterfront park along the East River as well as 611 affordable units. As I mentioned before, it's a mixed-income uh, development. We'll also have 64,000 square feet of commercial space. So I think what you're seeing is the fruits of the labor of that rezoning. There's going to be a tremendous amount of housing, a tremendous amount of affordable housing, job creation, a new park, um, and I think you're going to see that investment pay off. So, you know, I'm very happy that the Cats Roundtable was able to discuss a very important topic about affordable housing, and hopefully we'll have you back in the future. Thanks Thank you again. so much.